Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss all things modern orthodoxy from dating to the Upper West Side and everything in between. I'm your host, Evan Harris, and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today, we're sitting down with host of the Singled Out podcast, Zahava Moskowitz. How are you, Zahava? I'm good. Thank God. How are you, Evan? I'm doing well. So actually, Zahava and I have never met in person. We actually only corresponded over Instagram at first when I first started the Modate Instagram and was looking for other people involved in different dating ventures. And so I found Zahava and heard great things. And I wanted to see if there was any collaboration we could do. And so she posted for us on her page. And this is the first podcast we're doing together. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. So as I mentioned, you are the host of the Singled Out podcast. Just want to hear more about what that is for our listeners, just why you started it and just all the details you can give. Sure. So Singled Out is essentially a podcast I started about a year and a half ago. Um, And it's basically a podcast for Jewish singles who are going through through dating, through singlehood, and just a chance to kind of have an outlet to talk about the ups and downs of it while trying to have um, a productive outlook as well on how to make the most of being single. Got it. So what made you really want to start this? That's a good question. Um, what really made me want to start is I did a fellowship program about two years ago, and I remember there was a mix of women in the program, and a bunch of them were chatting, some of them married, some of them not. And a bunch of the single women were talking about how hard it was to be dating and being set up and not having success. And the married women were trying to give their two cents on it. And everyone was trying to be respectful, but I just remember seeing how frustrated the single women were. And I just walked away being like, it really is hard. Like there just really isn't such an outlet for singles just to talk about the difficulties of singlehood and get advice on it necessarily. I think most of the advice that is offered within the Jewish uh, world is much more on how to get out of being single, you know, like dating seminars or singles events or Shalom bias talks, but it doesn't really address, okay, but I'm in here now, or how am I making the most of this now or appreciating different elements and aspects of singlehood. So I really just was thinking like, it would be so great to have some type of platform that would kind of address that. Um, and I just brainstormed the podcast. So, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I've always been very into podcasts for the last five or so years. And so starting one is definitely very cool. And yeah. as someone who's just doing that now, like it's kudos to you for doing it over a year ago and keeping Thank it going. How have you guys found your podcast has been going? So, I mean, I, I love this. Like I have never had a podcast with this kind of platform before, but I actually mm-hmm do i'm a big sports guy so for my fantasy football league we do a podcast okay myself and the commissioners and what my first internship ever was actually working at a sports business company a startup that was a podcast Mm -hmm. so i've been around podcasts for a while and it's just so fun to me and i also this might be controversial but like i'm a much bigger listener of podcasts than music i'm constantly listening to podcasts at work and music just I, i like music but it just doesn't have the same effect for me as podcasts do I hear some people just really appreciate like if I'm going to spend my time listening to something, I'd rather like walk away with something tangible or learning something. So I totally hear that. For sure. So as we mentioned, the name of your podcast is Singled Out. A problem I've had with Modate has been kind of the word single. And just like in general, I ran an event this past summer at the Young Israel Israel the West Side. It was a dinner 
And there was a big problem, like whether or not to call it a singles event. So (laughs) I decided not to, right? Because I wanted anyone to be able to come. And it wasn't really a singles event, but some people who advertised it advertised it as a singles event. And like with Modate being behind it, obviously I could see how, you know, that could be the effect, but your podcast is actually has the word single in it, you know, so you're speaking to singles. Like how do you feel about defining people as singles or not defining, but really just using the word single to talk about people. Yeah. So first of all, kudos to you. I've, I've tried twice to run singles events and they are not easy to coordinate. And one of the biggest problems was actually, what do we call it? Because I know for girls, it doesn't really matter what you call it. In my experience for guys, the second you say singles event, they're not coming. So it became like, I think my brother and I one year did like a joint birthday barbecue, like a friend get together. And then you have that weird, awkward space where you don't want people just to come casually because the purpose is to meet. But at the same time, if you make that overstated, people feel uncomfortable. So I hope that it was successful and really Coco with you for doing that. I personally, um, I guess I don't feel like I'm identifying someone as a single just to say that you are single at this moment in time. I don't, I personally don't um, identify people as, or just label them as, you know, like you are single, but I think single that is definitely addressing people that aren't in a relationship. So I am looking to target a certain uh, demographic of people who this would relate to hopefully, and who would find comfort in it. I also, there's like a bit of a double entendre there that single that is also the chance to single out people on my podcast who can hopefully shed light and help, you know, give guidance to a lot of the different areas that singles deal with. So I hope that people aren't offended in any way by the, by the title. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know like we're not trying to identify or yeah, define really anyone as single, but that is the problem I find with singles events. And just when people say those words, it's just, even if what it is, is good. The naming is so important, the nomenclature. So as I mentioned before, you know, we've never met, but after speaking and just planning this podcast, I realized that I do know your father. He was Mm -hmm. a rabbi at Hafter, Rabbi Moskowitz. And Mm -hmm. I mentioned to you that one of his classes, he said something to me that really inspired me. It was a once a week class. Mm -hmm. I actually have no idea what it was called, but (laughs) <laughs> it's just about confidence in general. And so he said the key, this was in like 10th grade. I was pretty shy as a kid. And in 10th grade or so, he said the key to being confident is just being confident. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything if you don't want it to. But right. <laughs> to me, I was like, if that's, if it's not an innate thing, confidence with some people, it obviously is. But if you could just be confident to be confident, then why not? And it's something I've definitely taken with me. And so I very much appreciate that. I mean, if I could tell him, you know, I would, and I'll, I'll pass it along. <laughs> tell me a shout out here, yeah. But just going with that idea of confidence, you know, there's one area where I think it's pretty hard to be confident, even though you have received the green light, is when you're dating, right, and you're getting set up by a friend, a shadchan, whoever it is, and you hear that the other person wants to go out with you, and you're ready to set up the date. So I'm going to call this the stress after the S. Mm-hmm. So we spoke about this already a little. And basically what I'm thinking is that there's this whole period of time after two people agree to go on a date where you have to actually plan the date, both planning, like looking up places to go and also just planning mentally for the date. So I want to hear your thoughts on this in between purgatory date period <laughs> that I've defined as stressful and just hear what you think about it. 
For sure. So yeah, we did touch base about this a little bit and I'm definitely curious to hear your side because I didn't initially see how that could be stressful. Meaning you're saying if there's a long window of time between when you say yes and going out or even just in general. So like I once think you're going out. It's like, okay, I'm going out now. The stress kind of kicks in a bit. I think the longer the window, the more stressful it becomes. Um, I agree. Yeah. It builds a bit. One term in the dating world that is very interesting to me is, you know, being busy. Like, I don't know why that became the terminology for people who are in the process of dating, but aren't actually going out with someone like they're, they're busy, Mm -hmm. but that's also just another factor that comes out when, you know, you have a date planned, but you haven't actually gone to the date yet. You know, you've spoken obviously to tons of single people through the podcast, and I'm sure people have just come to you because, you know, you have this platform and just being busy when you haven't met someone, you know, it's a very interesting concept. Like do people, in your circles that you've spoken to think like going out with more than one person when it's the initial first few dates is okay. Do they think it's wrong? Like, I know there are very different views on that. For sure. So I think, um, it's funny. I think for me, I always assumed the term busy always did refer to dating because people are always, you know, quote unquote busy. Everyone's working or has some type of thing going on. But when I was told, Oh, he's not available. He's busy. I always understood that to mean they're seeing someone right now. So maybe there's like a different um, in different circles, different understandings of that. But in terms of your question regarding, um, well, you asked two things. So in terms of the stress, I personally think the stress for, for women usually comes more as an emotional aside, as more of like, you just have to get in this headspace of like, okay, what am I wearing? What am I doing? Am I setting enough time for me to get home before work to like change, to go out? You know, you want to be on, so to speak, and like get yourself somewhat positive and excited, hopefully. Um, unless you're just also like, okay, who cares? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it'll be what it'll yeah. be. I assume for guys, it's probably more stressful in terms of logistics, but maybe you could tell me more about that. I think in my circles, most, most of the girls don't really plan so much of it in the initial date or two. So in regards to that, there's not that much stress. Yeah, sure. I mean, just speaking from my perspective alone, I mean, I think it is stressful in the logistic aspect in the sense that it's stressful, even sending the first text, like, what do you say? And then how do you get to a point where you want, I think most people want to send like a few texts before the call. So even if your first text is like, hi, how's it going? Like it's, it's Evan you know, then they say the same thing. And then, then what do you say? Like, what's, what's next? What's the bridge between that and the, and the phone call. And then on the phone call, what do you say? Is it just planning the date straight away? Are you seeing how their day is going, even though you've never met before? It's just a lot of, you know, it's easy to get in your head about these kinds of things and just thinking about each word really counting because it's a first impression. And it's a very forced first impression. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'll say two different things. I'll, again, I'm not speaking for everyone. Everyone's going to have different experiences and people will probably have different preferences. I can just tell you for myself what I found to be appreciated. I think people appreciate when people are normal. You know what I mean? So like if someone, like I've had guys call me and <laughs> they just called me straight and literally cut to the chase of like, hi, it's so-and-so. Like, when do you want to go out? And I, I think the same way that if I just met someone in person, that would be very abrupt and almost uncomfortable. I wouldn't start that way. It doesn't mean the date's going to be bad, but yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. So I, I do think it's nice the same way you would kind of like lay the foundation a bit and just shoot a text 
again, depending on what circles you're in, but if it's, let's say non-Orthodox circles, I would shoot a text, say, Hey, so-and-so hope your day's going well. Would love to have a chance to connect. When are you free? Um, I think also text gives a person time to like process, figure out when can I speak to this person? And then you call each other. Um, I think the phone call is more of like, that's kind of the chemistry piece of like, mm-hmm. it's always going to be a little awkward. You know, you're kind of strangers. And like, <laughs> I remember my brother told me his friend always felt like it was so awkward to call a girl and be like, how's your day when you've never met them ever. Yeah. And he's like, how's your day? Like, how's your life? I don't know <laughs> who you are. But yeah, I think there definitely is some of that and, and just schmoozing a bit. And then you kind of, you know, like get a little bit more practical in terms of planning. But I do think that it's important for both parties to be mindful that it is going to be awkward. Like, it's not fair to expect the guy to be super smooth and incredible and amazing. Like, it's uncomfortable. I can't imagine like being the first one to make the move all the time and calling each time. And it's going to be weird, you know, and I think to go an open minded that, okay, the phone call might have been weird. That doesn't mean that the date's going to be bad. Like you have to kind of give some space also for the relationship to progress and recognize any first interaction whenever it's a date is automatically more forced. And so it's not going to be as natural. You know, you Mm kind of have to let that build a bit, I think, before you make a judgment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a combination of things. And overall, it makes sense the way we do things based on the essence of the whole process. Yeah. But obviously there is stress behind that. And mm-hmm. also just moving on to what most people probably consider more stressful, most men at least starting off is actually planning the date. So right now we're recording like one of the coldest weeks of the year so far in New York. Mm-hmm. And so it's obviously harder to plan a yeah. date when outdoors is is not an option. You know, we're a very pro Florida podcast. I don't know if you've listened to the first couple episodes, but we're very mm-hmm. pro Florida. So <laughs> I'm not in Florida right now. You're not in Florida. We're, we're in New York and we're from New York. And so what do you think about just the stress behind planning something, especially when it's freezing outside and you have to really use a lot of resources to find indoor totally. activities it, it is very hard first of all i don't think i've even told anybody this maybe except for a few friends that i asked their opinion on but before i started singled out i happen to love like like i kept track of like really great date ideas that friends had told me about or been on or people i know and i would send it around to friends and i actually really wanted to start like some type of app or like i would kind of like a travel advisor but like a date advisor where like you would get like a little subscription i would plan the date and most guys I approached with were like, I 100% would pay 10 bucks a month to know that like if I had a date that month, it was covered and like someone planned it for me and like figured it out. Because I do think it is really stressful to figure out where am I meeting her? Where can we both get to that somewhere in the middle that's not in their neighborhood or a little bit further away? Maybe something a bit fun. Is there food? Like it is a lot of logistics and you're right. Weather doesn't help. It's not as natural to like we can kind of go on a walk or something like that. Um But that is where I think like your friends have to come in handy also of like just networking and brainstorming of like, what have you done? That's good, you know, or can you recommend anything? But I also I don't think that at least in the beginning, it has to be anything too crazy. Like I think, you know, dinner, um, a light activity is nice also in conjunction with maybe something small to eat or coffee. Like I, I do think you could play it a little bit smoother in the beginning so as not to put too much stress. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's helpful. I don't know. I mean, how do you usually plan dates? If I can ask that. Like what yeah, for sure. 
first, just speaking on your app, uh, my friends and I actually started a company that is no way. very, very similar to that. It's called okay, Quigo. We'll, we'll talk more off, yeah. off air just because, you know, we haven't <laughs> officially launched anything yet, but yeah, very similar. That's so and cool. so, yeah, I definitely am behind that idea. Uh, how do I plan dates? I mean, it really depends on like which, you know, number we're talking about and, you know, what the area I'm going to be in is and just, yeah. just everything, you know, time of day also matters a lot. Uh, just, you know, Googling and asking people, it's really yeah. just the way to do it. But obviously there are always just roadblocks that, you know, anything can happen and like something sure. could get canceled and, you know, there's nothing you can really do. So it's good to always have, I guess, sort of a backup plan. Yeah. Even if it's not a full backup plan, but yeah, I mean, it definitely is something that is not so easy and really requires thought. And so one thing I thought about that, you know, we spoke about before recording and I don't know if you ever even considered this idea was that obviously, you know, also as someone who speaks about it all the time. And I know as someone who started Modate, the shit of crisis like is real, you know, it's a real thing. Um, it's very sad. And there are some reasons that almost everyone can attribute to it. And some reasons that maybe people don't realize. Mm -hmm. And so I offer the idea that it is possible that guys go on less dates and say yes, less because of the stress after the yes, because of this process of the text and the phone call and the planning the date. And, you know, a lot of people attribute it to money that, you know, people, you know, generally at the first stages of dating guys are the ones who cover the dates. And a lot of people say like, oh, the reason sometimes maybe guys don't say yes, is because, you know, it's a lot of money to go on dates all the time. But I think it might really be the planning more so than even the money that can contribute to maybe just raising your threshold for girls that you say yes to if you're a guy being asked first about a girl. Meaning, so if I understand you're saying like, because there's so much work involved and author, there's also like a financial piece. It's like, if I'm not really into this idea or really excited, I don't like, I'm not just going to say yes type of thing. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever gotten this, but you know, people say all the time, oh, it's just one date, you know, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've heard that before. So yep, I, many times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I never say that because I believe like there is stuff that goes into it and not just all this planning that I'm speaking about, but also the emotional energy that goes into it. So it is a stressful thing that is hard to just be like, oh yeah, let's give it a shot. You know, obviously you should should have an open mind and, and if you think that you could align, then you should go out. But I think that's also why a lot of people just believe they want to meet naturally. They don't want to get set up, you know, in some ways the setup world like makes a lot more sense because Mm -hmm. when you meet naturally, like you could have a nice conversation, but you could be totally different like you could have totally different values totally different things if you just met naturally on 20 minute you know if you were just at a restaurant you met someone naturally like you could just totally be different whereas setup like there's thought that goes behind it like there's a reason that people think this way we'll be right back with Zahava Moskowitz after a message from our sponsors join Hoppy Hopperson on his day off as he adventures from Honeycomb State Park to Pete's Pizza Shop you'll learn some valuable lessons along the way Happy Halverson's Day Off, available on Amazon for $9.99. So that's an interesting thought, though, to bring it back to what you said. I mean, do you, is your point you feel like more guys would be more open to saying yes to more ideas 
if maybe the pressure was more shared, like if it wasn't the same pressure of like saying yes means I have to do all these steps. If it just was like, I could just say yes and just meet you and it'd be simple that guys would say yes more frequently. I think it's definitely possible. I think another part of it is kind of just the time, which obviously goes both ways, but I know that I personally probably would say yes more if I could guarantee you that the date was the same day. Like just the fact Mm -hmm. that there's this gap that could be, you know, especially we were talking about, especially now with COVID and you never know where people are, like it's the winter, like people are on vacation like you could say yes and like agree to a date that's over a week in the future. And it's just like, like it, you know, lags, obvi- basically. it lags. And even if you're not thinking about it all the time, which most people aren't, there still is on your mind. Like you still yeah. are anticipating something that could end up, you know, just not being good at all. And then For it's sure. like, wow, why did I waste my time anticipating that? Yeah. No, I've definitely been there where it kind of, right. The next available time isn't going to be until a bit later. And you're kind of like, right. And then for it to be one and done, you're like, why did I wait a week and a half just to like, you know, to do that? Um, I mean, I do think that's why a lot more people in my experience are having first date zoom calls. Now, I think that is something which stuck around after the first wave of COVID I'll say, um, is that, I've, I've heard myself also in my own experience from guys. And I also heard from friends that guys would rather can we zoom date first before going out, which I hear. And I don't hear, I hear from the guy's perspective, really from what you're saying, Evan, of like, I just kind of want to get to meet you and maybe just like, let's see if there's legs to this before I like spend the time and money and resources. Um, and like you're saying, maybe delay it. But I do think there's a really big importance to meeting in person and as as naturally as you can. Like, I think being set up dating is its own weird vibe. And then Zoom adds like another layer of distance that I think makes it hard to connect. Um, but I do hear that, meaning if you had to go out that night, that's interesting. I'm trying to think if it would. I don't know that it would make a difference on my end. I do hear the sentiment of like, I wouldn't want to wait a very long time. But that's interesting. I'd be curious to hear what guys would say if they felt like if you would go out tonight, would you just go type of thing? Yeah. I mean, everyone I've spoken to just about Zoom, you know, they've been pretty anti. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, like if we're speaking to different people or what it is, but most people I've spoken to about Zoom have been pretty anti. And I understand why. I mean, it's just obviously it's not the same. You know, maybe Zooms should replace Mm -hmm. the phone call and it shouldn't be like so obvious that if you have the phone call, you're going to go on a date, if that makes sense. I mean, I know some yeah. people do have that phone call and then decide not to go on the date. But if maybe, you know, we've obviously talked about a lot of problems here, but maybe a solution would be you have the Zoom instead of the phone call. So the Zoom kind of feels like a date because you're seeing the person. Right. But, you know, people are busy. Like you can't just expect like that day you'll go on a date. Like we can't you know, we are actually going to update. I mean, I don't know if you've looked into Modate, like at what length or if you're on Modate or anything like that, but we are updating the platform sometime soon. My mm-hmm. CTO is like working hard right now on trying to make it more legit, trying to make the process easier. But obviously we would never, you know, like force people like, oh, you if you go on a date, you got to go on a date that day. Like people have- No, but you're right. Maybe lives. you could build in like, you'd ha- you know, like we were, we- what you call it? Like we, um, 
not request, but um, we suggest is a better word. Like, you know, after both sides accept a date or however it works on mode date, you know, within the next 42, it was like, I don't know, 48, 72 hours type of thing. Cause you're right. If you make the window, which by the way, I think Shadchanim also recommends, like you really shouldn't let it lag so long because you, you just lose momentum and then it just feels kind of weird and stale. But yeah, that could be something you recommend of like, you know, you try and go out within the next day or two right after. For sure. I mean, I think it's definitely important to not just let it sit for a while because, you know, who knows what's going to happen if you just let it sit and like, who knows where people's mindsets are at. If you're just not speaking to the person that you agreed to go on the date with, like you have, you have no idea. I'll also say from the girl's perspective, and this is not everyone's experience, but I do think that it is not as you don't girls like women don't get suggestions as frequently as men. And so I do know that a frustrating feeling is like, if you are waiting now, like this week period, and then you get another suggestion, you're like, of course, there's always a bigger piece like at play that we don't control, but the mindset then becomes like, okay, but I'm waiting for this one now. And then so common that when that one doesn't work out, I go back to the other suggestion and then now they're busy, you know? So like, I do think there's something nice to knowing you could kind of get more clarity on it quicker if you could on both sides to know, okay, should we just move forward with other people type of thing? For sure. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a huge problem, I guess, also that is part of the Shidduch crisis that girls don't get as many suggestions as guys. And just that's like really, I mean, I don't know how much you've spoken about that on your podcast about like different ways you think you could solve that, but that's obviously like a huge thing that I'm thinking about all the time and just trying to implement different incentives or whatever it is to get guys or get connectors to sign up guys. It's, but it's, it's tough. I, I mean, I don't really understand it so much because like, I would assume there are like an equal amount of, of guys and girls out there, but I, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with like actual numbers versus what has just kind of become the norm. I have spoken about it a bit, actually. I haven't posted this episode yet, but I did interview um, two main connectors on why you connect. So I did ask, you know, in their opinion, why is it so uneven in terms of the numbers of, of men and women and what they recommend? And they said also it is disheartening for whatever reason it just has become this accepted tendency that like, we just let guys kind of take their time with things or have more of like the options with it. Um, and they said for them, they felt a solution was just normalizing different platforms for people to be on. Like it, a lot of guys don't really want to be, I mean, I don't know what your experience has been like, but with Modate, but I know that in terms of a dating site or app, it's not as common um, for guys to want to jump to do that, where I think there are a lot more women on there who would, so I think the more you normalize it, that this is just something that people do and how they meet um, could be a big, uh, a, a big benefactor in that. But I agree with you. I don't really understand it. I don't get how it kind of became meaning part of me always wonders like playfully, like if girls just said no for like a year to guys and we could just like even the score, you know, like then guys would have to wait for us. like it just I don't understand how it's she needs to say yes to you. It is a difficult issue. I'm not really sure how to tackle it. Yeah, very tough. And on this topic, not so anyway, answers. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of questions. Definitely, if any listeners want to uh, DM at Modate613 on Instagram with answers, you know, we'll definitely. Yeah, please. Post Give those on our story if we. World's crises. <laughs> if we think any of the answers are good, we'll post those on our story. And, you know, now we're going to do a segment we do on the Mopod called the Mopod Lightning Round. I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Just got to answer sure. as quickly as possible. Okay. So, which restaurant? do you think is the best out of these three? All right. 
Carlos and Gabby's, Holy Schnitzel or Chickies? Chickies. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's a con. So you're, so Zahava's from West Hempstead. So that's a. Yeah. That's, that's a, saying something, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's a controversial take. Okay. Yeah. So if you lived in New York City, where would you live? Um, ooh, I know I'm supposed to be lightning around with this in New York City. Um, I probably would live in Midtown, I guess. It's accessible. Okay. Well, yeah. also hot but take. To be right. honest, I don't I don't love the city as a place to live. So that's a little bit of a harder question for me. All right. That's a conversation for a different time. Okay. Uh, on a date, on a first or second date, dinner or no dinner? It's funny. I used to always say no dinner and I've changed a bit with it. Um, I won't say dinner, but I do think there needs to be some type of food. Okay. So I'll do, I'll do a PC answer. Very, yeah. Very safe answer. Okay. (laughs) Music or podcast? Music. Okay. Dave and Buster's good day place or no? Yes, once you've been dating for a little bit. Okay. Mo date or why you connect? <laughs> um, well, I've only had to be super transparent. I've only had experience with why you connect. So I really can't say. But I from what I see from the research I've done after you sent me the link, Moody definitely seems very accessible. And I think there's a lot of advantages to both. So I'm gonna be super PC about this one also. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. I mean, it'd be weird if you said why you connect. You know, we're on the MoPod. I know, right? I know. It's true. All they right. both seem like great apps. Yeah. All right, great. Thanks so much for coming on the MoPod Zahava. And anything else you want our listeners to know? No, just good luck. And hopefully people meet and connect. I think it's incredible what you're doing. So keep that up. Thank you, Zahava. Pump the volume. No problem. Awesome.